Welcome and thank you for accepting this invitation to our Bible study and reflection for July 13th, 2021. I am recording this episode while at beautiful Edisto Island, South Carolina, on vacation with family and friends. I was wondering what the topic of this podcast would be, and my answer came on Monday, before our family and friends had hit the beach for the day. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Allow us to see him and hear him and know him. Please open our hearts and our minds to accept him. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Almost two years ago, one of the members of our Sunday school class asked a really great question. He wanted to know if we would recognize Jesus when he returns. I thought it was a wonderful question, and then we had some discussion in the class about whether or not we would be able to recognize him. If we expect and look for the light-colored complexion, blue eyes, and long hair, we might be disappointed to find out that depiction may not be true. Each culture and race has their own depiction of what they think Jesus looked like. If we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus until he returns, would it not stand to reason that we have opportunities to see Jesus every day? Our westernized idea of what Jesus looked like sometimes gets in the way of us actually seeing him in our midst in everyday life. Our scripture today comes from the book of Luke and is the story of the two disciples walking with the resurrected Jesus on the way to Emmaus. I'm not going to take a deep dive on this story because I really don't think I could do it justice, but I am going to use it to reflect on a set of events that happened to our family and friends on Monday. As you listen to this reading, I would like to have you reflect on the term preconceived notion. And this is found in the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 32. Here is the reading. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. 
Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe that all the pro- what all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? You know, I don't think it would be a stretch to say that the disciples had a preconceived notion that it was not possible to be resurrected. So they weren't expecting to see Jesus. I'm going to share a story that involves preconceived notions. Our family and friends spend a good bit of each of our days sitting on the beach, enjoying conversation, reading a book, playing games, and many dips in the ocean. One of our traditions is to put out beach chairs early in the morning to avoid having others set up directly in front of our house on the beach. We have always joked about what would happen if we didn't get the chairs set up soon enough and someone got too close to, quote, our space, end quote. Monday morning, we put out a handful of chairs to stake out our territory. And before we actually went to occupy our chairs, we noticed that someone had set up a canopy very close to our chairs and almost at the bottom of the steps leading from our walkway to the beach. There was a good bit of consternation and discussion. One of the young children in our group went down and spoke with the couple under the canopy and asked if they would move their setup. The short answer was no. After hearing this, another adult member of our group went down and asked politely if they would shift their setup just a little bit, and again, the answer was no. I thought to myself that it was a little rude of them to set up so close, but that we would just have to make the best of it. As the day went on, we did just that, and we made the best of it. I kept reminding myself that we're in charge of our reactions and attitudes. In retrospect, if we had someone had asked me or anyone else in the group if the people under the canopy next to us looked like Jesus, all of our answers would have been absolutely not. That, of course, would have been based on our preconceived notions. As the day progressed, we had several short conversations with them that helped ease the tension and dissolve some of our preconceived notions. They even gave a shark's tooth to one of the youngest kids in our group. What really convicted us and destroyed our preconceived notions happened late in the afternoon. Our youngest granddaughter was playing in the surf with her cousin and another friend when she developed a really nasty nosebleed. She was visibly upset and in distress, and it was obvious to all of those that were near our setup. She had just sat down in a chair under our canopy, and her mom was tending to her. 
The situation was not an emergency and we were all calming down after the initial shock of seeing someone running up the beach with a bloody face and in obvious distress. Our neighbors in the tent next to us that we thought had set up way too close, they had also observed what was going on. And two of the women came over and one of them identified themselves as an EMS worker and offered some medical advice on how to help stop the nosebleed. She also offered some kind words and was very comforting and compassionate. I was very impressed and thankful for their advice and compassion, and then I immediately felt convicted, and my heart burned for the way I had judged them earlier in the morning because of what they had done and the fact that they did not look as classy as our group. The gospel cannot be stopped and never will be stopped, and it will be spread by believers that may not look or act like us. We would all be well served to leave room for Jesus in any tug of war. In closing, I want to let you know that I put the chairs out again this morning around 7.30 a.m. in order to hold our place in front of our house. I just looked out the window before recording this podcast, and this is no joke. People are set up directly in front of our chairs today. We clearly have been presented another opportunity to extend grace. I hope we do. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, please help us to have the eyes and ears and open hearts to see, hear, and recognize Jesus in others. We ask this in his name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.